This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So we just had a stock market pullback in the large caps and a correction of 10% in the small caps. So those of us in the small caps have been noticing quite a bit of pain the last couple of weeks. It looks like we have at least bottomed temporarily when I'm recording this on July 21st, 2021. So maybe we're done with this pullback slash correction here, unclear, but even though it's bounced off the lows, there are deals out there. So I thought I'd take a look and see where the best deals are. So I wanted to take a look just at the Zach's number one rank list again. I know recently I've been looking at it quite a bit because I do want those rising earnings estimates. So I went over there to the list and you can click on um, the various investing styles for the list. So there's like a value tab, there's growth. I think there's a momentum tab. So of course I clicked on value, duh, of course. And there were dozens of Zach's number ones. So those are the strong buys, remember. There were dozens of those with forward PEs under 10 because it gives you a list of uh, a couple value fundamentals and the forward PE is one of them on that tab. So I was like, wow, these are like dirt cheap and they have rising earnings estimates. So that's a pretty crazy, powerful combination. So let's take a look and see what's on this list. Um, Okay, so I didn't know if I should do this but what the heck, I I am going to do this. So I'm going to tell you what the cheapest Zach's number one strong buy stock is on the list right now, based on the forward PE. And this particular company has a forward PE of just 1.85. So that's a little scary to me because usually an extremely low PE like this, 1.85, can mean something else is going on at the company. So, because it really shouldn't be that cheap. So why is it that cheap? Why isn't everyone else noticing it's that cheap? And so what's the real story on this super cheap, but still a Zach's number one ranked stock? So the name of the company is Orient Overseas International Limited. And the ticker is O-R-O-V-Y. Again, that's O-R-O-V as in Victor, Y. And it has the PE of just 1.85. So they are, you might already assume, in the container transport and logistics area. And as we all know, here in 2021, the container market is insane. They are basically at 100% utilization rates They're able to charge whatever they want on any container that comes out of a lease. Um, So any any kind of the transports overseas, you know, moving goods around the world is red hot. So that's why we do have the Zach's number one rank on this particular company. So I did take a look to see what those estimates are doing. So earnings supposed to be up 568% this year. Um, they, they're going to $48.25 from $7.22 last year. So you can see the dramatic increase there. And then next year, 2022, 
Um, we only have one analyst on this company, and that person believes it's going to cool off, and it's supposed to decline 46% to $25.75. Now, this is like a trading around $80 or $82 a share. That's why you're getting the PE of 1.85, right? Because here in 2021, $48 is trading like $80. You're going to get super low PE there um, because earnings about half the price there. Uh, it does apparently pay a dividend that's yielding 8%, but I took a look at their last quarter, the press release they put out. So second quarter revenue is up 119%, but they did have this warning on it because this company is based in Hong Kong. And it said um, that this press release and the, the data in the press release had not been checked by their auditor and they warned you um, they warned us investors and they issued caution because it was not officially checked by their auditor. So keep that in mind. There's almost no volume on this company. Um, it trades with like 1,500 average volume, like 1,500. It was trading at like 500 shares when I checked it before this podcast. So nobody is in it. Uh, year to date, the shares are up 110%, one year up 314% because a lot of the shippers all look the same. Charts have gone crazy. But how long will this last? And um, it, are there other shippers that maybe, you know, don't issue a warning on the press release that you could be looking at? Yes, there are um, numerous other shippers made this list, including the cheapest part of the list. There were like four or five other ones that, um, you know, maybe you should be checking out before this one because that's why I was and have been reluctant to give like the very lowest of the PE stocks because with that PE, something is usually kind of going on with the company. Now, this this company, um, Orient Overseas, does have uh, is expected to have 2021 revenue of around 15.5 billion. So it's not small. Um, most of these container companies are not, the containers aren't cheap and they have to buy them and lease them out and all that stuff. So uh, they tend to be a bit larger cap companies, but there are others on the list that all have PEs under 10 and some of them are also under five. Take a look at those if you're interested in the container side, but also keep in mind that Maybe a lot of this is already priced in. How much longer can it go on? Um, all these things are kind of swirling around the container stocks right here, which is why a lot of them are so cheap. The stock market is determined like, eh, that story's over. And we don't care that it has rising earnings right now because next year it probably will not. So keep that in mind. So what else was on this list in addition to the shippers? There were some wood or lumber companies. There were a lot of mining companies in both iron and steel all on this list. I kind of avoided those because I wanted to give a little bit more variety in the names that I picked out of the cheapest. So the second stock I looked at was Smith & Wesson. You know it, it's a gun manufacturer. Many of you will be like, no, Tracy, no. Tickers SWBI, um, it's dirt cheap with the PE of 5.6. And um, they have been reporting very good revenue and earnings growth because everybody was buying guns during the pandemic. So this is an ongoing thing, but it looks like 
by taking a closer look at the estimates that the analysts believe that this is going to be slowing down, that it will be a pandemic boost, but then it's going to disappear. So for fiscal 2022, that's the year they're in right now, uh, earnings are expected to be down 3.1%. So they made $4.54 last year, expected to make 440 this year. So down slightly. But why is it as X number one, you ask? Because two estimates are up and only one is down in the last 30 days. That was after their last earnings report, I think. Um, and then fiscal 2023 earnings expected to fall a lot quicker, down 38% to $2.71 because this pandemic boost should be over by fiscal 2023. So what is the stock been doing? One year, it's up 47%. Um, year to date, it's up 37.8%, and it's been down actually 29% since July 1st. So um, it's really taken a dive here, and some of that is because I think the sentiment that the best has already happened, the sales have already happened, and we're going to see this with a lot of industries actually. How much better can it get? It cannot because the pandemic is winding down. Um, hopefully, it's not where we were a year ago um, when we were just kind of, you know, in the beginning stages of it. So it can't get much better. And so there's nowhere to go but down. So analysts do expect revenue to fall by fiscal 2023 by 28%. So they're expected to make $903 million this fiscal year and then fall back down to 646 million next fiscal year. So you have the cheap PE because of this combination of factors, also because it's guns, also because some hedge funds and individual investors will not buy anything in this category, and also because it will not qualify for ESG funds that people like to invest in right now. So it is cheap for these variety of factors um, but it is still cheap and is X number one. So that's Smith & Wesson SWBI. And then there are some home builders on here again because the home builder stocks have weakened off those highs for similar reasons that we're seeing Smith & Wesson weaken off of its highs is that many on the street believe the best is already priced in. Everybody rushed out to buy their homes in the last year. It can't get any better than that. And so earnings have nowhere to go but down. So why would I want to own this? Um, it's kind of a value trap is the, is the theory, the strategy by some people, but these shares have uh, pulled back, so they're even cheaper. So the home builder that I, is the cheapest on this list right now is KB Home, ticker KBH. They have a PE of 6.5. So that's pretty dirt cheap. They reported in early July, so we already heard from them. And even their earnings report wasn't enough to make the skeptics dive in. Year to date, these shares are still up 22%. Uh, over one year, they're up 33%, but that basically matches the S&P 500, also up 33%. So they're just kind of barreling right along with the S&P there for the year. But one month, they're down 3.4, and over three months, they're down 12.4. So you can see it's done the correction over the last three months, but is that 
over now? Um, is the street getting it wrong on the home builders? And when it's this dirt cheap, it's it's cheap to buy these. So some people might be diving in thinking that the street is getting it wrong again. They've been wrong last year when the same theory came up and um, they may be wrong going into 2022 as well. So what does revenue look like? Revenue for this fiscal year is supposed to be at 44%. That's not a surprise, but 2022 still up 16.6% on the revenue side. Earnings up 99% this year. They made uh, $3.13 last year when the pandemic hit. Expected to make $6.24 this fiscal year, so about double. And another 12% for 2022 so far. The analysts are still expecting more growth. And that is $7.03 for 2022. This can all change every quarter, obviously. But right now, analysts still somewhat positive even after the big surge on 2022 unlike smith and wesson where the analysts believe it will cool off and um, both revenue and earnings are going to decline here not so much still going to see double digit revenue growth in 2022 now um it does why did it make Zach's number one rank it did report in early july it's been a couple of weeks since that report. Usually you get all the earnings estimate revisions in within like a week of that report, which we did. So all of those are higher, but one was actually revised higher in the last week, well after the earnings report. So some other analyst is like, meh, I, I might be a little too conservative, even though they only reported a couple of weeks ago and I, I gotta go a little bit higher. So one has been revised higher. And that's something to watch with a lot of these cheap stocks. What is happening behind the scenes with the earnings estimates? And are the analysts still staying bullish? So the cheapest of the home builders right now is KB Home, ticker KBH. Then I looked at some of the outdoor, like leisure type of companies. So a couple of them all make this list too. So the one I picked was Camping World. Ticker CWH, yes, it's campers and camping, <laughs> but we all know what's happening with the RVs and the, um, you know, well, anything outdoors during the pandemic, right? So Camping World trading with a PE of just 6.9, so very cheap, does pay dividend yielding 2.7%. Its peg ratio is just 0.2 right here. So revenues expected to be up 21.5 percent here in 2021 they made 545 on um five oh wait they made 5.45 billion last year expected to make 6.6 .6 billion this year um but next year 2022 analysts are a little more conservative again it's still seeing some revenue growth just 2.6 percent though to 6.8 billion so nobody knows for sure a lot of demand has been pulled forward how many more people are going to be buying the campers so they're taking a little more conservative view on the earnings side earnings expected to be up 54 percent this year so they made 366 last year seeing 564 this year but 2022 down 5.1 percent to 535 so a little bit of pullback there as again the analysts are being cautious thinking most of the demand will be in 
they haven't reported earnings yet, so all this can change on the earnings, depending on their guidance, outlook, all of that. They're reporting in early August, so you might want to check in when that happens. Now, what are the shares doing? Year-to-date, up 51%. Um, over one year, though, only up 14.5%. So these shares, Camping World, does tend to be really volatile. <laughs> you got to have a strong stomach to be in this one because I've owned it in the insider trader and I had to get out because it was just too crazy. Um, and that's reflected a little bit in the more shorter term. So over the last three months, the shares are down 4.2. And then since the May 4th highs, they're down 10. So you are getting them on sale and the PE is dirt cheap at 6.9, but they do tend to be, as I said, more volatile. And then we have the same question. Are people going to continue to buy uh, RVs and other outdoor goods, um, you know, in the in the way they have been over the last year, or is it over? And will it just kind of go back to quote unquote normal? These are un unknowns. Nobody knows for sure. But the street, with these shares so cheap, seems to be indicating that yeah, maybe the good times are already priced in. They've already had the best they're gonna have. Now, another one in this category that did make the list was Winnebago, WGO. They're trading at 8.8 .8 times. I didn't do a deep dive into them, but that's another cheap one. And then I did look at a couple of the outdoors companies because they all uh, made the list too, um, or at least, uh, well, they're on the list among the cheapest. So Dick Sporting Goods is on there, DKS, that's big pandemic play. They're trading 11 times, also is X number one. Hibbit, H-I-B-B is the ticker there, 10.3 times, so they're cheap. Vista Outdoors, V-S-T-O is the ticker, 11.3 times. But again, everybody thinks, oh, everybody's bought the sleeping bag or whatever already, and they're not going to buy it again. So we don't need to be concerned about the outdoor or athletic type of companies anymore but that may not turn out to be true um so the market may be getting it wrong on a lot of these outdoory type stocks so a lot of them are on the list then i switched over to energy because a few of those are making the list there's a lot of zach's number one um, exploration and production companies on the list Many of them weren't on the cheapest part of the list. So um, PE is a little bit elevated still, even though the E's are rising. But the cheapest one on here was WNT Offshore. WTI is the ticker. They're a small cap offshore driller in the Gulf of Mexico. So not onshore. There's not, they're not in the Permian. They're offshore Gulf of Mexico. They've been around for like 40 years drilling out there in the Gulf. So um, again, 570 million market cap does make them small and the shares are vo volatile and trading under $5. So they're around four bucks right here. So you got, you got a lot of combination of things to consider on this one. Um, but 2021 revenue expected to be up 51% because those oil prices have rebounded. They made 346 million last year, expected to make 522 this year. And then analysts only see a 1% gain for next year so far, but we have only two estimates on the companies because they're small cap. So up to just about 528 million uh, for next year. Earnings side of things, they took a loss of 16 cents last year as crude prices collapsed. 
then expected to make 46 cents this year. That's 387% gain and another 71% gain for next year, up to 79 cents. So um, the oil and energy plays are not value traps. The analysts are still quite bullish on 2022 as the reopen continues and picks up some steam heading into next year. So will energy demand. So as much as uh, electronic vehicles and other alternatives are becoming more popular. The number one way that we supply most energy for autos and airplanes and other things right now is still oil and net gas. And so these energy companies are still in business, <laughs> still going. But like a lot of the other companies, a few that I've talked about, like Smith & Wesson, these are um, in the outs to some extent with the ESG crowd, although they're trying to get in back in with the ESG crowd. And there's a lot of people who just will not own any oil stocks because of the climate issues. So I get that, but I'm including them because they're still on the cheapest part of the list and they still have rising earnings estimates. So what is the stock been doing? Year to date, up 85%, as all the energy stocks were the best performers so far here in 2021. But over the last month, they have fallen down 8.1%. Um, the one estimate was actually higher on this company over the last week. They don't report until early August. And so the analysts are starting to get a little more bullish even ahead of earnings reports as some operational updates are coming out. And they're realizing, hey, maybe we were being too conservative with crude back up over 70 for most of this quarter, actually. Um, even with hedging and other things, it's going to be a good quarter for the energy companies. So W&T Offshore also has been taking that free cash flow. They've said they will pay down debt and they reduced their debt by $130 million from December 2019, so before the pandemic, through March 2021, they reduced it by 130 million. So um, as an investor, these are things to look at, but uh, there's a lot of different energy companies, know what the hedging is like, know where they're drilling, know what their balance sheets look like. But this one, W&T Offshore, WTI is the ticker, is the cheapest on a PE level at 8.07 times forward. Um, okay, so a couple other things making the list that I just wanted to chat about, even though those are like the five stocks I picked out, are the chemical companies. They're all uh, cheap as well here. Dow Chemical is one of the cheaper ones at 7.7 times. They're about to report earnings, so you might want to tune into that one. Ticker is DOW. Uh, the auto retailers, um, along with the manufacturers, are all on the cheapest list. Like most are under 10 or 11 times forward earnings, including others I've talked about on the show, General Motors and Ford on the manufacturing side. But the retailers are more intriguing to me. So the retailers are, you know, your dealerships that you go to buy the car at or get repairs. Those are all separate companies. And we're starting to get the earnings reports in now. So Lithia Motors, one of my favorites, LAD is the ticker. They're one of the bigger ones. And um, they had this, the highest second quarter in company history. But remember, this is year over year off of last year's horribleness. But still, in company history, second high, the highest quarter. 
revenue up 118% to 6 billion from 2.8 billion. So that's pretty impressive. Now, also remember they did add some more dealerships to their uh, inventory, to their business during this time year over year, but still, still growing that revenue up over 100%. Uh, same store revenue growth of 20% for new vehicles, up 49% for used, 39% for F&I, that's the finance side, I believe, and 3% for service body and parts. And that's compared to 2019. So not just what was happening last year with when the pandemic hit and things were not as good with the shutdowns, but this was from 2019. Yes, we know new and used vehicles are red hot. And obviously, the, the dealerships are taking advantage. Um, year to date, the, the Lithia shares are up 27.8%. Over the last three months, they're basically flat to down just slightly 0.2. And the shares peaked in March 2021. Because again, everyone assumed like, eh, everybody who wanted a car has bought the car. And it's been red hot. How much better can it get? It cannot. It's got only one way to go, and that's down. So everybody assumed it would, you know, be only down from here. Uh, just an idea of Lithia's actual earnings beat. So there are analysts covering this sector, and this is how wrong they got it. So Lithia was expected to report six dollars and fifty-six cents for the quarter. They reported $11.12, 69% beat. Um, so analysts way off and the demand is still there. So a couple other auto retailers that did make the cheapest list. Penske, I've talked about them in the past. I own them in the value investor. PAG is the ticker. They're about to report soon. Haven't done it yet. So that's one to watch. They also are international with dealerships in the UK and Germany, I believe. Um, they also have logistics. They also have a partial ownership in uh, like a trucking dealerships and things. So a little different than Lithia, which is just US domestic and only cars. And they don't have the logistics and these other things. So keep that in mind with Penske, but trading at 8.2 times. And then there's Group One Auto, GPI. They're trading dirt cheap at 6.95 times. So they're a little more like a Lithia, domestic US, um, don't have as much of these other things that Penske has with the logistics and the trucking and other things. But dirt cheap still, because again, uh, the street believes that a lot of these stories are over. These good times from these pandemic winners that happened last year were a one-time event and they're not gonna be repeated. Or will they? We don't know. Um, this is something the street has been getting wrong on the home builders, but will they get it wrong on the auto retailers, um, the guns, you know, the outdoor goods? I don't know. Uh, but that's what being a value investor is all about. We look at stocks and we buy stocks that are out of favor by the street. And when you have that low PE ratio like that, when it's under 10, it's definitely out of favor, even if the stock is up for the year. It's still out of favor because you still have, uh, you know, people buying some of the tech titans at 40, 50, 60 times earnings. But they're turning their backs on these areas right now, um, including the container transports um, and, like I said, every everything else I just mentioned and including energy. So 
take a look and uh, listen in on those conference calls. Keep an open mind. Uh, listen in to what is actually happening in the business. Can this kind of earnings growth continue? Um, can you get it cheap enough or even on a pullback like we have seen and a lot of these stocks have done? Most of these are not trading anywhere near their, you know, one year high or even, you know, five year highs, let alone all time highs. So take a look at the ones that have gone on sale and um, do your homework, look around, you might be able to get some deals. So let me recap all the tickers because I did talk about a lot of companies on this podcast. So the first one was the container company that um, is the cheapest stock on the Zacks rank number one list at a PE of 1.85, but it has some of the things I already mentioned. So that is Orient, um, Orient Overseas, and it's O-R-O-V-Y. Then we had Smith & Wesson, trading just around five times earnings, S-W-B-I. KB Homes, the cheapest of the home builders, but several others also made the list. K-B-H is the ticker. Camping World, they um, are dirt cheap, but everybody thinks that the camping trend is over. CWH might also take a look at Winnebago, WGO. You might also take a look at Dick Sporting Goods, DKS, Hibbit, HIBB, and Vista Outdoors, VSTO. All are cheap. Then we had Energy. Uh, the one that's the cheapest on the list is WT Offshore, WTI. Some of the chemical companies also making the list. Dow Chemical is at, um, it's just known as Dow now, I believe. Just Dow, D-O-W, and it's also cheap at 7.7 times. Then some of the auto retailers, Lithia just reported, it was trading at 14 times heading into it, but with that big earnings beat, the E is gonna rise. So it could get cheaper here, even though it is getting a bounce off this earnings report, Ticker LAD is Lithia. Then we had Penske, PAG, Group One Auto, GPI. Did I cover everything? I think that's all of them. Um, but as I said, there are a lot of cheap stocks right now because we're in this kind of unknown period of what's going to happen coming out of the recession. What's going to happen to earnings, revenue, uh, demand in some of these industries? Um, what's going to happen with the Delta variant and whether or not that could temporarily slow the reopening? And what does that mean for some of these stocks? Am I still going to go buy that camper if there's an outbreak somewhere? I may. I may be more willing to, to buy the camper again than I am to go stay at a hotel, for instance. So a lot of unknowns, making a lot of cheap stocks out there. This is not a bad time to be a value investor. Uh, it's it's not a, it's not the pre-pandemic where a lot of things were kind of pricey, and you know we didn't see a lot of low PE type of stocks. But we are now because the E is rising. This is expected to be a record earnings season for earnings. So when we got that rising E and we have some of these stocks pulling back off their highs and in a, either a correction or a sell-off of some sort, it makes them cheap. So do your due diligence, take your deep dives, listen to those conference calls, 
Try to get your hands on as many research analyst reports as you can. Um, know what you're buying and why you're buying. Maybe you use some of the items. Maybe you bought your car at a dealership that's owned by one of these auto dealerships. Um, oh, I forgot the auto manufacturer. Sorry, GM and Ford, you know the tickers, GM and F for Ford. Uh, maybe, maybe you're a Ford fan and so you wanna head in that direction, but Either way, make sure you do your research. The Zach's rank list uh, of the number ones is just your starting point, not your ending point. Same with the PEs. That's when you should be asking questions. Why is this company trading at just five times? Uh, and then take your deep dive. But as I said, things are interesting on the uh, value side right here. So you don't want to miss a single episode. I'm bringing you as many value stocks as I can every week, and I'll be bringing them to you all throughout earnings season because it's going to be some interesting reports for sure. So be sure to subscribe to get us somewhere. And you can always get them on my Twitter feed or my stock tweets feeds. I tend to tweet out all the podcasts. Or you can get it on, um, you can go to zax.com. We've got a great podcast page there. You can get all of our podcasts and there's quite a few. Check out ETF Spotlight. It's always great as well. Um, but you can get us somewhere, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, anywhere you can get podcasts, you can find the Value Investor Podcast. But get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more value stacks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.